Hello there, Nicola Barden here from Q102's Weekend Buzz. I hope you are all doing really well and thank you so, so much for pressing play today to listen to this episode. Before I let you listen to the whole thing, I just have a little bit of news for you. So if you're a fan of the Weekend Buzz or this is the first time you've ever listened to it, amazing and thank you and scroll back. We've got over 70 episodes there. So there's some great chats for you to listen to from the likes of the cast of SVU, from Brooklyn Nine-Nine, Grey's Anatomy, loads of stuff, some amazing singers, reality stars, great in-depth conversations for you to enjoy and I know that's what you're here for so that's why I have to tell you my news I have rebranded the show and it is now strictly podcast so it's no longer on radio it is just podcast and it goes under the name tis yourself so do come and find us we're on um, Instagram and Twitter and obviously all the places that you're listening to podcasts so if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, Google, Castbox, Good Pods, Spotify we are there I am there with my over 50 guests, fantastic guests. You're going to love some of them. They're absolutely amazing. So we've got some of the cast from like Games of Thrones, Breaking Bad. Yes, Breaking Bad and Game of Thrones. Can you believe it? Uh, Some amazing singers like Shane Ward, Matt Cardle are there. We have the actor Jerry O'Connell, who had some surprising roots to Ireland, you won't believe. We have... The likes of Tom Lenk from Buffy, who played Andrew. Um, if you're Irish, you'll know the names James Patrice, Trisha's Transformation, Tommy Fleming, the Nolan family. There's loads and loads of stuff in there. We've Sarah Jane Dunn from Hollyoaks. We've got some cast of EastEnders. So there's a real mix of Irish, UK, US guests. And we're just adding to them every single day. We're getting some new guests. Season four is just about to be launched. So come and join me. I'm over here waiting for you to discover me. That's Tiz Yourself with me, Nicola Barden. Hope you enjoy this episode. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This Mother's Day, treat mom to healthy, glowing skin with Osea's limited edition skincare sets. Osea has been making clean, seaweed-infused products for nearly 30 years. Their advanced eye care duo brightens and firms skin around your eyes, while the Golden Glow Body Trio nourishes and smooths skin all over. Go to oseamalibu.com and use code MOM for 10% off your first order site-wide. Hello. Thank you very, very much. You have tuned into the podcast version of the Weekend Buzz here on Dublin's Q102. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Every listen counts. So if you happen to miss the show, this podcast is a way to hear the the interviews that you missed. But not only that, you get to hear the longer versions of them that we don't get to play in full on radio. So thanks a million. I really appreciate it. I am Nicola Barden and... Um, this is my little show. Today, my guest is the wonderful, amazingly talented Noel Reed. Not content with being a TV star on Schitt's Creek as playing Patrick, he's also just released his own album, Gemini, and he is... Listen to it. I'm telling you that that voice is incredible. We would have known it if you watched the show when he did, you know, um, he did simply the best, which is probably one of the most iconic TV moments of the last couple of years and especially within the LGBTQ community. So, look, 
if you haven't watched Shit's Creek, what is wrong with you? Get on to Netflix, watch it. But I'm guessing if you're listening to this podcast, you probably have and you're probably as in love with Patrick and David as I am as everybody is who watches it um, and I was so lucky to get a chance to catch up with Noah on Zoom over the week uh, we had great crack as you will hear um, we we did just kind of talk off topic and we talked about burning boxes and we talked about <laughs> coming to Ireland and there's look there's lots in there so enough from me here is Noah and here's the interview the longer version thanks a million for listening Hello. Hey. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I was like, who is Sean Russell and why is he joining this conversation? <laughs> Hello, I'm Sean. I've recently changed my name. It's wonderful. Before <laughs> <laughs> to the whole fame that game, you're like, I'll be Sean. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a little early in my career for a full on pseudonym, but hey, what are you going to do? You have to have one. The fame is coming at you, so you need to have it. <laughs> Whereabouts are you in the world? I'm in Toronto in my in my basement on a rainy morning, and uh, yeah, it feels very drab down here, I must say. But you know, we're, we're we're doing what we can. It must be really early in the morning there, is it? Well, it's not too bad. It's like 10 a.m. Oh, okay. All right, that's not so bad. I was like, don't tell me they have them up at like 2 a.m. to talk to Ireland. <laughs> oh God, no. That I'm 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 well. You know, 2 a.m. I'd be fine. Like a 6 a.m. I'd be in trouble. I'm a much more of a night owl than a than a morning owl. I don't know if morning owls are things, but anyway. <laughs> a morning bird, maybe? Yeah, sure. A morning uh, lurk. <laughs> <laughs> um, so obviously we're here to chat about your new, new music. I have to say, they're very pandemic-themed songs you have. <laughs> I Thank hate you. this town. Uh, hold <laughs> on. And what's the other one? I'll just lie here. I was like, these are so pandemic. <laughs> They are in a weird way. It's, uh, you know, when we were trying to figure out if we were going to release the record, if we were going to hold it back because music, was it really a thing? Did the industry exist? Um, We kind of, I I investigated a little bit the songs. I was like, actually, I think in some way these might be useful now. You know, Uh, a lot of the tunes are about sort of finding love and connection. And a lot of the tunes are about, uh, being isolated and being filled with doubt and anxiety. And I, you know, I think that both things have been present probably for a lot of people during this strange time that we're living in. When we have this, um, I'm sure it was probably the same where you were, but at the start of the pandemic, we had rules. You couldn't go outside like two kilometers and then five kilometers. And where mm. I live in Dublin, I was like, I hate this place so much. <laughs> so I was listening to Hate This Town when I was walking. I was like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this. <laughs> it's great. I like that it can apply to every town too. That it's not, you know, it's it. it I wrote it about Los Angeles, but uh, um, which I, which is a town that I really I I have a lot of appreciation for. But in the moment that I wrote the song, I was feeling extra extra mean towards it. And uh, but I've had friends of mine in Toronto be like, oh, I've, I've been listening to this song and just biking around Toronto, being like, God, I hate it here. <laughs> you know, I feel like anywhere you are, you can hate it wherever yeah. that is. What was the uh, hatred for LA for? I've been there. I kind of can get the. It's a bit cold, like personally, not. Yeah, I mean, I I think for me it was it's it's based on. Um, you know, uh, Canadian actors do a thing every year where we go down in search of work in the States. Um, and uh, it's basically a gold rush uh, for pilot season. And um, 
I don't know. It just didn't, it, it never brought out the best in me. I don't think I always felt like I was chasing something that I didn't want. Um, things can be a little two dimensional, a little superficial there. And, uh, and I just felt like I was never really good at being myself in Los Angeles. So I, I, but on the other hand, I have family there, like my mom's from there. So I've had a lot of incredible times and, and, uh, and, and some really genuine relationships that have come out of my times there. And so I got love for it too, but I, uh, I went down to work on a show there and I just had, was overwhelmed with this feeling of like, I don't, right now I don't want to be here and uh, felt like I needed to write that down, you know? And for you, you probably are happier that you're in Toronto during this pandemic because it's where you call home. It's where you're comfortable and you're not. Yeah. Toronto has always been a, a place where, uh, I don't know. I just feel like myself here and I really love the the balance of the big city with also a little bit of, of you know, we don't take ourselves too seriously. We, we sort of, uh, you know, there's, a, there's really, there's excellent food, um, nice neighborhoods, big parks. I like, I like space. I like trees. I like walking. LA is a city you can't walk in. Toronto, you can go for a stroll, you know? Yeah. I, when, when I went to LA, I've been a few times, but people look at you strange if you just go for a walk down the road. I like, I'm from Ireland. You walk everywhere. So I was like, yeah. why is a guy look or the girl looking at me? I'm just walking. <laughs> like, it's a different, uh, it's a different way of life, you know? Yeah. Definitely. And how have you been during this weird seven months that we've been? Have you had the roller coaster I have, the weight, the, the, the emotions? I mean, it's definitely been um, it's definitely been strange and challenging on a lot of scores. I mean, I, I feel like, you know, for me, I've, I've had a lot of it's been a strangely busy time. Like um, I had a this album to release and to try to figure out you know, music videos in a, in a <laughs> pandemic of what was possible to do there. And then, you know, um, got focused on, on our wedding. I got married in Ju- in uh, July. And so that was a whole like sort of puzzle of how to figure out how to do that. Uh, w- and in the end was, was, was absolutely beautiful and very intimate and, and lovely. And we couldn't have hoped for anything better, but it was a sort of a, a mind game to, to figure out how to, how to do that. Um, and then after that, I've now I've started to try to figure out new songs and, and try to think about getting into the recording studio again before the world shuts down too hard. So, um, so yeah, it's been, a, I've always had something to, to, to pick away at, uh, which I think is, it has been very helpful from a, a mental health perspective, but also, I mean, the roller coaster is real. There's been a lot of, uh, isolated time. I've been, I think early on in the pandemic, I was just sort of burning cardboard boxes in my backyard, which is probably not very ecologically friendly, but it uh, felt satisfying at the time. I, I had just been on tour and had just come home and was no longer singing for rooms full of people. So it felt like the only thing to do. I need to take out my rage or my inner emotions and burn some stuff. That's right. Although I imagine having some time off in the lead up to the wedding was probably a good thing because you could actually focus and instead of like you being on the road and trying to be calling back home and saying, oh yeah, I want this, I want that. Yeah, I think there were a lot of uh, a lot of silver linings to to this situation. But, you know, it, it's hard to hard to think about it in too positive a light, given, you know, how, how many people have died and how it's been mishandled and 
in certain countries that are directly below mine. Um, <laughs> and, and ones uh, are close to me as well over here. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. There is a similar relationship, I guess, between yeah. those. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, I don't know, man. There's, there's been some really nice stuff to come out of it too. And I, I hope that's true for a lot of people that, you know, it's been a time of reflection and of, of connecting with the people closest to you and, and, you know, taking stock of uh, of where we want this to go when all this sort of uh, comes to its inevitable end eventually. And are you going to have all these COVID theme songs now, or are they all going to be really happy love songs because you're in the newlywed buzz? <laughs> I mean, probably knowing me as a Gemini, there'll be a little bit of both, but I, I definitely think that, uh, you know, the the coming down to my basement and writing COVID songs was, uh, was a practice for a time. I'll try not to, not to veer too, too hard into that territory, <laughs> but certainly there's no ignoring that we've, you know, I was, I remember sitting out with a friend of mine once at, at the early stages and I was like, this is the weirdest thing that's ever happened, right? In our life, this is the, <laughs> it, it feels like it's like the equivalent of, 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 of a war, of like a world war or something. Mm, like it's, yeah. it's just changed so much. So it's hard to ignore that from a, from a songwriting perspective, but, uh, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to come out with strictly COVID related songs. I, I, I want there to be some, uh, something to celebrate too you know yeah 99 percent covid and then one really happy song at the end that'll be enough that'll be great that's right yeah i've got one that's called everything's fine and uh and i i think i'll be yeah i'll be leading with that one <laughs> everything is awesome i swear <laughs> which came first for you then the acting or the singing uh you know that's that's tough i think they both sort of i i started acting when i was a kid um, I was probably already playing piano um, and definitely professionally acting came first. I never, I don't think I was like good enough at music to really consider that a career. But uh, as I sort of continued along in the acting world, it felt like it was important for me to have some creative outlet. And, and I, I had started writing songs really when I was in theater school as a way to sort of deepen my understanding of a character or try to write from their perspective. Um, and uh, and then found that I really liked writing songs and that it, it could be helpful for me too, just as a sort of a place to put my my thoughts or my experience. And mm. um, and so now, I mean, they're really sort of they're they're running hand in hand a little bit and, and crossing over in interesting ways and in ways that I didn't really anticipate. You know, certainly doing the song on Shit's Creek and uh, there have been a few other projects that music has sort of found its way into. And uh, I think that's kind of that's kind of fun. So they're 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 these two parallel things for me. That sometimes I'm on one track and sometimes I'm on the other, and I get to sort of shift. I, the acting world is so unpredictable. It's nice to to have some creative control and uh, and feel like you know I can I can at very least I can go write a song from time to time. Was it your idea then to do the Simply the Best on Chits Creek, like that version of it, or was it they said you do Simply the Best and you tweaked it the way you liked it. Yeah, Dan had written it into um, written it into that episode. And I think that what he wrote was something like uh, Patrick plays a, a surprisingly beautiful acoustic version of Tina Turner's The Best. It, that was a song that he had, um, he, he had earmarked as a, a tune that like 
often the emotional lyrics of it got lost on the dance floor with the sort of <laughs> driving pop anthem of it. Yeah. And, uh, so it was fun to sort of try to take a stab at that from, from a character perspective and, and how, how Patrick would want to communicate that to uh to david and so that yeah that was a that was an interesting little bit of uh creative freedom in the midst of that show that that i was very fortunate that that dan uh you know allowed me to sort of take my own shot at it and it felt like we were doing something kind of special and uh, on the day certainly i i don't think i could have anticipated that it would lead to you know the potential of a music career for me with people finding my my first record and um you know, uh, basically ensuring an audience for the second one. So I'm, I'm very grateful for that, for sure. And also you made millions of people around the world cry with that version because I watched it and I was like, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then your floods. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's always been a goal of mine to make millions of people cry. So that's congratulations. Nice. Goal ticked. <laughs> <laughs> the thing I loved about Patrick and David's relationship in Schitt's Creek, because I'm such a massive fan, the thing I loved about it was it just seemed real the way it started and the way it went along. It was never like this perfect, easy story, but also it didn't really have a bad LGBT side of it as well. It wasn't this, like Patrick obviously had to explain to his parents and there was such a welcome and David's parents didn't care. And then they had to come together to realize they're very different people, but yeah, it still worked. Yeah. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At bluenile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Confidence starts with loving who you are. And when your skin feels nourished and glows on the outside, you naturally radiate confidence from the inside. Give your skin a glow up with Osea's clinically proven Mega Moisture Duo. This ultra-hydrating body care features two of Osea's bestsellers, Andaria Algae Body Oil and Andaria Collagen Body Lotion. These seaweed-powered heroes use skincare-level ingredients normally reserved for your face for results you can see and confidence you can feel. Osea has been making clean, clinically proven seaweed-infused face and body care products for over 28 years. This luxurious skincare is vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Glow from the inside out. Get 10% off your first order with code GLOW at OseaMalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A Malibu.com, code GLOW. Yeah, I think you're right. the The evolution of that relationship was really treated with such respect, and and uh, 
and such sort of playfulness from from the writing perspective and i think you know it always the the writers on this show always put us in a really good position when we got to set um and you know that starts with dan really just being uh i don't know a, a real a real leader um certainly for the LGBTQ plus community and, and with that storyline of Patrick coming out, just the way that that was handled with, with respect and, and dignity and also like a little bit of a twist that really the only problem that they had with their son coming out was that he didn't feel that they would be comfortable with it, you know? And yeah, um, yeah it was just such an honor to, to, to be a part of that storyline and that relationship that's come to mean so much to so many people. And, um, you know, you never really know when you're making these things, w- what effect they will have, but definitely seeing couples, you know, um, kissing beneath our, the billboard of, of David and Patrick kissing for the season six release in, in Los Angeles. And that was pretty incredible. Um, and, uh, Dan and I actually went to see the one billboard that was like 14 stories high. And that was really crazy to see that. And, and so it does feel like there's been a, a really, um, deliberate and and measured approach to just saying hey this is what this show is this is what this relationship is and it's time for it to be able to be out in the open it does not need to be um you know hidden away or treated with some like oh doomsday storyline you know good things happen (laughs) on tv to gay people too you know (laughs) exactly that's the thing like I watched all the seasons and you know everybody had issues not like not just focused on like on Patrick and David but everyone had issues but like it was never this the whole town turns against them or you know all this kind of stuff which can often be the way that these relationships are portrayed and even I watched the Netflix um, behind the scenes that you guys that just went up last week and the letter that you read out to Dan and to the team and like, I'm sorry, how did you read that out without crying? I was watching and I didn't even, it's not about me. And I was crying. <laughs> it was pretty, um, you know, I feel like in those moments, I, uh, you know, somebody handed me that to read to Dan and I was like, oh man, I'm going to, I'm going to mangle this. So I felt like I had a really, I, I had a job. It was similar to like the last day on set when everyone was falling apart. And I looked at Eugene and Eugene was, as emotional as anybody, but he knew that he had to keep it together. You know, he knew that somebody had to like keep it together and, and be a bit of a rock. And so I've just tried to channel Eugene while I was reading that letter and not completely fall apart. Oh, I'm expecting to see you in some nice specs then and some like three V suits if that's the case. <laughs> hey, I, I, yeah, I do well to channel Eugene a little more often in my life, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I have to think at the time when you guys announced that Dan announced it was going to be the last season and season six after the wedding and stuff, I was heartbroken, much like everyone. But now with everything with the pandemic, I think it's probably for the right reason. I can't imagine how you would have done a show like that with all the restrictions, all the stopping and starting. It would have been really hard. Yeah. I mean, on, on some level, I think we were all in April. We were all like, well, uh, good thing that nobody can go back to work so that we don't feel like it's just us. Um, but yeah, it would have been very strange. And, and I think more than anything, the story just, you know, that, that, Dan and Eugene and and the writers had sort of 
you know, put together and mapped out. It, it was just sort of, it was right. It was the right time for it to sort of come to its conclusion. And I think it's, um, I think it's very difficult probably to, to try to listen to that, that, that impulse that the story's sort of guiding you along as much as you're guiding it along. And, um, you know, it, it, it knows when it wants to come to an end. And I think a lot of shows would have the, the impulse to, to stay for another couple of rounds and, Sure, we all would have loved to uh, to have rocked another couple of seasons, but uh, but I think it's uh, it was probably a difficult but the right choice to uh, to go out where we where we went out, and certainly uh, having nine Emmys doesn't doesn't hurt as a send off. I don't know. That's a terrible send off to me. You know, Why, where's the tenth one? Nobody messing. <laughs> <laughs> I was predicting a clean fifteen for fifteen sweep, so of course I was disappointed with the haul. You're like, oh, only nine. <laughs> Get away from me. <laughs> it's so amazing to think that, you know, you're a part of that show that changed so many lives and also was so well received and so loved. And that in that way, it helps you in your other career as well. Do you find that you nearly kind of don't want the Shits Creek to come into the music side? Or are you happy enough that people find you that way? I think if, you know, if, if it's something that brings people to my music and, and that's like another thing that they can discover out of the show, then excellent. You know, I, I don't have any problem with that. I think that if it was like, and I think that's really down to like how the music in the show was handled. It's not, I think a lot of people were like, Oh, are you going to sing again? And are you going to sing again? And sure. There are these little moments of, you know, with the vows or, or Mm. cabaret that there are these moments where music is a part of the show, but it's not like, you know, I was doing a song every, every season that might've felt like it was a, a, a little bit more prescriptive or something. So, you know, I think that, um, people coming to, coming to my shows uh, when, when they can happen again, <laughs> they, will, they will likely want to hear me play Simply the Best, and that's totally fine because that's – but I, I play it at the end of the show, so they have to sit through all of my music before they get to hear the one song that they came for. That's the way you do it. You walk off the stage, and they're like, what? And then you come back, and you're like, that's there right. we go. That's right. That's right. That must feel so weird that you can't go out and like you've recorded this album. It's out there. People can listen to it, but they can't go and see you perform it. And that is so weird as a musician. Yeah. I mean, I was, I was eight shows into my first ever tour uh, that was going to be a 25 day tour in the States and uh, had to, had to turn it around after a show in Chicago. And um, you know, it was, it was very weird to go from, doing that and and embracing that learning curve to you know sitting at home burning boxes but uh i do think that um you know when it when it can happen again and when it's when it's responsible to to be out playing again i'm i'm really looking forward to that sort of live music experience i know i've missed certainly going to see music and just going out for the night and you know not not worrying about uh do I have my mask? Do I have my hand sanitizer with me? And, um, but I think that, you know, the, those, the, the space that's created in a, in a live music atmosphere is really unique and, and really it's down to the individual's relationship with the music too. And so I'm, I'm really looking forward to, uh, to getting back and playing some rooms and, and playing these songs that now people have had an opportunity to hear and listen to and connect with. And mm-hmm. um, I think that'll be a lot of fun when, uh, when I can get back out there and hopefully Ireland is among the first places that I get to go. Yes. 
because I am dying to go to a gig. The last gig I was at was in March the 9th, I think it was. It was Lewis Capaldi and it was in like a 14,000 seater stadium on a Monday wow. night. And on the Thursday, they said, total lockdown. I was like, I just sat beside 13,000 people. And I was like, oh, it's fine. It'll be over by April or it'll be over by... And now I can't believe I haven't been to any gigs. So in a way, I'm nearly think I'm more excited about music, live music now than I probably ever was. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm hoping there's a real... Again, when it's safe and responsible, but I'm hoping that we've all been missing that sort of connectivity and, and we're able to kind of, you know, once things are settled a little bit, we can actually go and express all of that. Uh, I think live shows are going to have an extra bit of energy when we get back to them. You might have a 25 uh, date tour in Ireland. They'll have every, every stadium around the place of what you to come and play. <laughs> I'd love to do that. Honestly, no better way to see the country. You have been here before, I believe. I was reading some new stuff this week. You've been here. You've you've had a few sessions, a few musical sessions as well. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've uh, I've stumbled upon a few. I've never partaken in any, but I've uh, I've certainly you know uh, bar hopped around Dublin and tried to find the best uh, the best trad circle in town, and um, you know drove across to Galway and then down around the Ring of Kerry. You know, you know, I, I would love to see the north of the country and. Um, and, you know, experience a lot more of, of what Ireland has to offer, but certainly a, a, an incredible musical tradition in, in your country and, uh, you know, something that I really connect with and, and love to, would love to be a part of. Well, we definitely want to get you over. We can hook you up with some trad guys. We'll do some trad versions of your music of I Hate This Town. <laughs> <laughs> a trad version of Hate This Town, just for you. About just Dublin. for me. <laughs> I'll be walking around my part of Dublin being like, Dip. at least I'll dance to it this time. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, it's so exciting. It's so lovely to talk to you. Honestly, so it is. No, yeah, and... I think between the show and the music and the fact that, you know, you've been here and you've, you know, experienced part of Ireland, it's, we're very excited to get you back here. Like, oh, and actually this time on a stage, we can hear your music. That's and then really, really awesome. I, I just can't wait for that moment, honestly. Oh, well, listen, best luck with the album. Thank you so much for talking to me, even though you had to be shunned to the basement to do it. <laughs> Only because my wife is painting the apartment right now. So, you know, I, I, I wanted to get out of the fumes so that I could make some sense. And no, are you going to go burn some boxes now or what's the plans? Prop, well, it's a little wet out there. So I'll, I'll wait until it dries up a bit. Okay, she might have some paint boxes. Just start getting all the anger out there. Get them new songs written. <laughs> <laughs> Will do. Listen, Noah slash Sean Russell. <laughs> <laughs> so lovely to chat to you and uh, hopefully see you here in the next few months. All right, thanks. Nicola. All right, bye, Sloan, bye. Cheers. That was Noah Reed there, obviously, talking about his new album, Gemini. His new single, Honesty, is out now and you can watch Shits Creek on Netflix. If you are on listening to this on Spotify, on Apple, on um, any of the streaming services, just follow up by listening to Noah's album. I'm telling you, you will love it. And uh, if you're like me, you will love Hate This Town. Have it blaring as you do your walk as we continue the restrictions. Thank you so much for tuning in. Click into some of our other interviews that might interest you down the line. But thank you so much and I will chat to you again soon. Bye. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. It really means a lot to me and I really hope you enjoyed it. Do scroll back and see if there anything else that you might enjoy. And before I let you go, do remember to come and find me on my new podcast, Tis Yourself. Again, talking to celebrities, this time a lot more in depth. So there might be longer episodes there. And we're talking about what was life like before they became famous, the different alternative roads they could have went down, how life changed for them for good and bad. And so, so, so much more. And of course, the thing that they're best known for. So come and find me, Tis Yourself with Nicola Barden. And I really hope you'll enjoy the new episodes. They're up to date. They're brilliant. There's some great people there. And I'd love your support. So please do come find us. That's Tis Yourself with Nicola Barden.